Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Next week, I know there's a lot of questions about different things. Next week, we're going to answer all your questions. Uh, and so it's going to be amazing. You're laughing. Like, we're going to, I'm going to tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. I'm not going to get myself in trouble. We all know it's the Packers, so let's just get real. Uh, so that's next week. We're going to have a great, a great service. The whole service uh, is around that theme of, of kind of answering some questions. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to next week as well. But we're here this morning for Easter service. And so we've got a little video primer to start, and then our worship team's going to share. All three of our worship leaders will lead a, a song this morning. Mike's going to kick us off. We've got Jeb here this morning, and we've got a really powerful word from God. And so who's ready to just enter into God's presence this morning? Let's pray, and we'll get this thing started. Lord, we thank you this morning to be in your house on Easter Sunday. Lord, that you are on the loose Lord, there is nothing that any man, there is nothing that the enemy can do this morning to hinder what you're doing. You have made up your mind. You want to move in people's lives and hearts. So Lord, the choice is ours. We can engage with you in this moment. And Lord, I believe your presence is going to fall on this place today. There are people's hearts and minds that are going to be encouraged. And Lord, maybe there's things inside our own hearts that we have not been dealing with that we feel, feel empty, like that tomb this morning. God, I believe that you're about to touch our hearts, transform our lives. Lord, we're going to leave this place different than we walked in. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's roll that video this morning. Sunday changes everything. The stone has been rolled away. The women have received a message. The soldiers have retreated in fear. The disciples have run to the tomb. Sunday changes everything. Doubts are put in their place. Miracles are performed. The disciples eat breakfast made by the king. Jesus is on the loose. And because Jesus is on the loose, death shines forth. Funeral clothes are cast aside. Light shines forth from the tomb. Hope crushes fear. Faith conquers doubt. Belief moves mountains. Relationship consumes religion. God's love wins. Jesus changes everything. Because Jesus is on the loose, your tears are wiped away. Your sin is washed away. Your life will never be the same. Jesus changes everything. And because Jesus changes everything, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus changes everything. the chasm that lay between us how high the mountain I could not climb in desperation I turned to heaven and 
Set me 
free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Can you sing hallelujah? Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ. Let's sing it out. Praise the Lord one more time. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap this morning. God, we thank you for being in this place today. Lord, as we transition service and we get into the word of God this morning, Lord, may your word speak to us, change us, and transform us. And God, we pray as we end our service in worship that God, we'd be able to respond to what you're speaking to us today. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And worship team, great job. They'll be back at the end of the service. One of the things we're doing here at Hillside that's a little different, uh, our main worship comes at the end of service. And our reason for that is we want to be able to respond to what God says. Every week, God has a word for his people. And too often, we've, we've heard that and then walk out the door before ever processing what God speaks to us. And so we're putting our, the, our main worship at the end of service to give you that opportunity to soak in what God has said and figure out how God's wanting you to respond to the word that he speaks. Well, this morning, uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, Jeb's going to share with us. He's had some friends that he met on his world tour that are going to share the Easter story with us today. And then right after that, going directly into that, uh, the first point of my message, I'm not actually preaching here in the building. Uh, I'll be preaching uh, just south of here about 20 minutes. And so uh, we'll, I'll come back and preach the second and third and fourth points uh, live. But... Uh, it's weird being in two places at once, but you'll see what I'm talking about here in just a minute. Let's see what Jeb has for us this morning. It's Jive Time with Jeb! Well, good morning! It's your friend Jeb! Welcome to Easter Sunday morning at Hillside. I'm so glad you're here and you guys look great! We've been working on something very special. It's Kids Connect Easter Holiday Special. It's broken up into a couple episodes and you don't wanna miss that on YouTube and Facebook. I've been learning a ton of things. Like Easter isn't just about chocolate bunnies and jelly beans. 
By the way, jelly beans are my favorite. But, but that's not what Easter's about. Easter is about Jesus and the great things he did for us. You, you know what? I had some friends that I met on my trip when I was on my world tour. They're going to help us out this morning by sharing our Easter story. Let's roll that video. Hello. We want to tell you an amazing story. It's about God. He loves us so much. He sent his son Jesus to us so we can be friends with God. This is our story of Easter. Jesus is really cool. Jesus looked after people. He did some incredible miracles. He's basically like Superman, but he's like, he's dressed in different clothes. Jesus said he was a way for everyone to be friends with God, and some people didn't like that. One day, Jesus went to Jerusalem and got his friends together for a special supper. Jesus even washed his friends' stinky feet and taught them something important that we should love each other the same way he loves us. Jesus said, eat this bread and wine and remember me. And they sang their favourite song. Later on, Jesus went to a garden to pray. His friends went too, but they fell asleep. Jesus prayed and talked with God, his Father in heaven. They had a plan together to save all the people in the world. Then suddenly soldiers came to arrest Jesus and took him away. His friends were afraid and ran off. The leaders asked Jesus, are you the son of God? And Jesus said, yes. The leaders didn't like that. The soldiers hurt Jesus and made fun of him. And they gave him a little hat, was like spiky to hurt his head. And they gave him a big heavy cross to carry. And they pinned him up on his hands and feet. Some people shouted at Jesus. If you really are God's son, then just climb down. Jesus could have climbed down. He could have made it stop, but he stayed there. Because he loves us, it was all part of the plan. Then Jesus died. And Mary and everyone cried. The sky got really dark. The sun couldn't shine. Maybe because the badness was all in it, making God feel sad. They put Jesus' body in a tomb. And they pushed a huge stone in front of the door so no one could get in. Three days later, God sent an angel from heaven. When the soldiers saw the angel, they got scared and ran off. Then the angel rolled the stone away. Then some of Jesus' friends came to the tomb to wash Jesus' body, but the tomb was empty. And they saw the shining angel who told them, Don't be afraid, Jesus is not here. He is not dead anymore. 
Jesus is alive again. The friends rushed home to tell everybody, but Mary stayed a bit longer. She thought the gardener was coming to talk to her. But it was Jesus. A few days later, Jesus' friends were all together having dinner, and then Jesus appeared to them. They were a bit scared at first, and then they got very excited. And Jesus explained the plan, that now nothing, not even really bad stuff, can separate us from being friends with God. Hundreds of people saw Jesus before he went up to heaven. And now we can call heaven home too and be with him when we die. Jesus is alive! And he's there in our hearts. That's our story of Easter. But it's still not the end of the story. God loves me. And he loves you. God loves everybody. And he wants us to be his friends. guys so much for sharing our Easter story with us. Well, I think it's time for Pastor Eric to come and share with us the word from God today. Are you ready, Hillside? Woo! All right, Pastor Eric, let's go. Thanks, Jeb. Your friends did an awesome job sharing with us the story of Easter. This morning, as we get ready to transition to the Word of God, I'm standing here in Alto, Wisconsin, in front of a church building that's no longer used for services. And across our country today, there are many of these buildings that are, are left unattended, no longer in use, vacant, empty. And it's gonna prove to be an illustration today for us for the passage of scripture we're gonna look at. So let's go ahead and get into that. And when I come back, I'll be inside and want to share a few insights with you. John chapter 20, verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there. While the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scripture that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then he went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. 
Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabbani, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but to go find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them this message. Well, here we are inside of that church. You can hear my voice echo off the empty walls around me. And here we are in a building that is dark. The only light source that we have are the ones that I actually brought with me. There's no electricity, no running water, no bathrooms. If you're looking for something to celebrate today, you can be really glad that at least we have running water at Hillside. But to be serious, this place at one point in time was filled with tremendous memories. If these walls could talk and tell us about the different events that took place here, the different messages that were preached as people came in to hear the Word of God preached on a Sunday morning. That the amazing times of celebration, whether it was the church picnic or, or it was an event taking place, the laughter that would fill these rooms as jokes were told, the incredible relationships that were forged in this place. And maybe to celebrate some amazing times in people's lives like weddings or, or the announcement that someone was expecting a child. Some great things happened in this place at one point in time. But today it sits primarily vacant. Nothing on the walls hanging. No people, no stories to share. When Mary went to the tomb that morning, why was she going there? Think for a moment where the disciples had been. They had been on this journey with Jesus for the last three years. Along that journey, they had made many friends and relationships, and now their hearts are broken. Jesus is gone. They're confused. Their, their lives have been turned upside down. They thought for sure that a week earlier that things were taking a turning point, that this is what they had been waiting for is when Jesus came into the city with the triumphal entry, people praising and worshiping his name. And within that Easter week, things had turned totally upside down. Some of those same people that were cheering and praising Jesus's name were the same people who just days later were yelling, crucify him. The disciples' hearts were turned upside down. Their hearts, their minds, their internal voice probably echoed just like my voice is echoing in this room. Confused. See, I, I think that one of the reasons that Mary went that early in the morning, because e even if she went to the tomb to, to do some type of burial ritual, she wouldn't have been able to do so. She could not have moved the stone by herself. Or even if she was there with a few other ladies, they wouldn't be able to move it. And they went so early in the morning before sunrise. I think for Mary, she was trying to figure out how to breathe again. She was so hurt, so lost, so confused. She was trying to probably figure out how to process 
the pain that she was in and, and to figure out where to go from here, what's the next step to take, and maybe just a few moments outside of the tomb by herself to breathe, to contemplate, to have a moment to reflect. Maybe it would offer some type of closure for her. I think you can probably relate, or at least a lot of you can relate to that this morning. This year has been hard for a lot of you. Suffered loss, went and, and life was turned upside down. You got a diagnosis from a doctor about a condition that you have. In my years of ministry, I've never been through a season where I've had to walk with so many, with so much loss in such a short period of time. The only thing that I can somewhat relate it to is when I've heard stories about wartime efforts and pastors during uh, seasons of war, places of war, and the, the loss and the trauma that was experienced. For some of you this year, you've lost siblings. Some have lost parents. And for so many, not able to have a, a sense of closure for the season we were in, a lot of funerals didn't take place. And so you didn't even have that sense of closure. And maybe you can relate to this building and the feeling of the disciples and the feeling that Mary had. Inside your mind and heart, maybe it's the echo of your own voice you hear. Where once there was celebration, now you feel empty, lost, and in the dark. There's good news that followed Mary. The story wasn't over and her story still had many more chapters yet to be written. Jesus was about to do something amazing in her life. This morning, as we reflect on our own lives and the story that we're looking at in the scripture, I believe those two worlds are about to merge. And God wants to speak to your heart. If you're in a place this morning where your heart, your mind is like this empty church building, you can hear the echoes and you're looking for some source of life. You're just trying to put your feet on solid ground. I think you're gonna find it in the next few minutes. God has not left you, he's not abandoned you. God's not done writing your story. And while you might still be in a season of mourning, a season of pain, a season of confusion, Jesus is right there. Let's go back to Hillside Assembly as we continue to look at this passage of scripture together this morning. A lot of you can relate to feeling and hearing the echoes inside. Sometimes it's our own voice. Sometimes it's the voice of others. And sometimes it's the voice of the enemy that echoes inside our mind with his lies, wanting to destroy, kill, and steal away the hope and promise that God has for your life. Let's look at point two this morning, and it's this. It had to happen. What happened during Easter week had to happen. Jesus' entire life, his entire ministry was dedicated to one specific point, connecting people to God. The system was broken. There was a separation between man and God. Our sin blocked us from being able to have a face-to-face -face relationship with God. Oh, don't get me wrong. There was temporary measures taken, sacrifices that you could do, temporal rules that you had to follow, and the law of Moses. But all of this was insufficient. It wasn't getting the job done. And in some cases, it was actually driving a wedge between the people and God. 
it was ineffective at best. To set things right, something had to be done. A reconciliation of God and human ha- humankind had to be made. Death would need to be conquered and the scales would have to be balanced. And just like a seed must die for a mighty oak to take its place, Jesus had to be crucified. He had to die for resurrection to take place. Mary couldn't see that in the moment. Her perspective was on her loss, the pain that she felt. She had lost a friend, lost a teacher, lost a savior. Her world rattled. We often can't see beyond our own pain of the moment, our own loss, our own frustration. We get stuck there. But I want to tell you that pain is a part of the process, church. Pain is a part of the process. We have to be willing to step and go through the seasons of pain and hardship and suffering. Because with no death, there is no resurrection. It was true at the cross 2,000 years ago. It's true today. When, when, when a believer suffers, God has a plan. When a believer is frustrated, God has a plan. His resurrection power is available for us if we choose to step into it. Which brings us to point three this morning. Hearing, but not listening. Let's go back to our scripture in John chapter 20 at verse 11. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. She's crying at the tomb and she wept. She stooped down and looked in. When, so she's crying, but it says she wept. I think this is like the tears, I mean, like uncontrollable, the snot bubbles and all that kind of stuff. You ever been there? I mean, just emotionally distraught. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other of the foot at the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. What a cool thing this must have been. I loved our video with the kids, right? And the angel and blowing bubbles. I'm like, I, I kind of see the angels like that. Like, they're just hanging out in this place, man. They're like, isn't it cool that Jesus rose from the grave? He's not here. They're just kind of hanging out. I'm sure they were discussing it, talking about it, enjoying that moment. And here, here's Mary, and she sees this happening. But the angels aren't distracted. They notice her presence. Verse 13 says, dear woman, why are you crying? They ask an important question. Why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they've taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. Twice in chapter 20, we see that Mary is asked about this question, why are you crying? The angels had a message for Mary and they have a message for us this morning. And according to Luke uh, chapter 24, this is what the message was. Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. The angel spoke a message. There's no reason for tears because Jesus is on the loose this morning. Jesus is on the loose. And when Jesus is on the loose, everything changes. 
Mary, however, wasn't comforted by this message. She continues to cry. Mary heard the angels, but she didn't listen. And how many times are we just like Mary in our lives? We hear God, we, we read his word, we, we hear what God says to us uh, through others and through a Sunday morning worship experience or through our devotional life. We, we hear, but sometimes we don't listen. We don't apply it to our life. We don't stop crying. We don't stop worrying. And internally, we spiral down this emotional roller coaster. And it takes us back to the echoes. And we'll hear the echoes of our own mind, our own heart, and the lies of the enemy above God's promises, above God's comfort and peace. See, there's so many times where I believe God says, I got this. But instead of clinging to that, when God speaks it to our life and standing on that promise, we let worry and heartache and the echoes eat us alive. The echoes of the past, our own mind and imagination, and the echoes of the devil's lies. The one thing that we should be listening for, the one thing we should be listening to, seems to be the last thing that we do listen to, the voice of Jesus. And we all do it. But the story was not done. While Mary had heard what the angels had said, while she wouldn't listen and apply it, God was not done. This is the amazing grace of Jesus. He was not done. See, when you're in the fire, there's another in the fire standing with us. And that brings us to our last point today. There's another in the fire. John chapter 20, verse 14 says this. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? There's the question again. Why are you crying? Why are you crying over an empty tomb? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? She, she thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said, she turned to him and cried out, Rabbani, which is Hebrew for teacher. The angels had just told her, Jesus isn't here. He's alive. But she, she, she didn't hear that. She, she heard it. She didn't listen to it. And so when this, when this person walks up, she thinks of the gardener, you must have taken his body. I mean, she's so far off from the truth. But God's comfort and grace finds her in her moment of heartache. In the middle of Mary's tears, her pain, her suffering, her emotional breakdown, Jesus is right there. Why are you crying? Why are you crying this morning? I know it's Easter Sunday. You've put on your nice clothes. You put on your smile. You've said all the right things. But this morning, there are those here in this place and watching online your heart, your mind is like that empty church. It's cold, it's dark, and the echoes are so loud. Jesus was there for Mary, but this isn't the first time that Mary showed up for his people. With Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego, they were able to say this phrase when they were thrown into the fiery furnace. 
they could say there was another in the fire standing next to me. Worship team, if you'd come back. The children of Israel, when they crossed the Red Sea, they could say there was another in the waters holding back the sea. And this morning, you can choose to not just hear what God is saying, but to listen to it and apply it to your life. You can say this morning, and should, if I, should I ever need reminding of what power sets me free, there is a grave that holds no body, and that power now lives in me. That should be the cry of our heart this morning. It shouldn't be tears of sadness. Well, we all need to go through mourning. We all need to go through the process of healing in our life. This morning, it should not be tears of sorrow. It should be tears of joy. That there is one named Jesus who is not in the grave. And that his power has come to not just set you free, but empower you to follow him. Empower you to have joy through difficult challenges that we face. A power that unites us together. The King of kings and the Lord of lords is not in a grave this morning. He is on the loose and he is here to minister to your heart and mind. I want to pray with you this morning, but before we do that, I think we should worship together. I've asked Robbie and the worship team to play a very special song this morning. This song is meaningful to me because a year ago, we started something called Prayer and Praise Miles. We're going to talk about that next week. And I began to walk this city last year and pray and worship God. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't know how to lead your people through this kind of crisis. And I remember the Spirit speaking to me. I could take you to the very spot because just a few weeks later, I would buy a house on the very corner where God spoke these words to me. I am in the fire with you. God did not fail me. He did not fail this church and he did not fail our community a year ago. I guarantee you, he's not gonna fail you this morning. Would you stand to your feet, church, as we sing this song together, that there is another in the fire this morning with us. Robbie, would you lead us? There's a grace when my heart is under fire. Another way when the walls are closing in. And when I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning, now I know I will never be alone There was another in the fire Standing next to me There was another in the waters Holding back the seas And should I ever need reminding how I've been set free There is a cross that bears the burden Of where another died for me There is another in the fire 
my dad left for dead beneath the waters. I'm no longer a slave to my sin anymore. And should I fall in the space between what remains of me and this reckoning, either way I won't bow to the things of this world. And I know I will never be alone There is another in the fire Standing next to me There is another in the waters Holding back the seas And should I ever need reminding What power set me free There is a grace that holds nobody and the power lives in me There is another in the fire Oh, there is another in the fire Oh, there is another in the fire Oh, there is another in the fire darkness bows to him I can hear the roar in the heavens it's the place between where's them I can feel the ground shake beneath us as the prison walls cave in nothing stands between us nothing stands between us There is no other name but the name that is Jesus He who was and still is and will be through it all So come what may in the space between And the things I've seen and this reckoning And I know I will never be And I know I will never be alone There'll be another in the fire Standing next to me There'll be another in the waters Holding back the seas And should I ever need reminding How good you've been to me How come the joy come every battle Cause I know that's where you'll be And I can see the light in the darkness As the darkness bows to Him I can hear the roar in the heavens As the space between where's them I can feel the ground shake beneath us As the prison walls cave in Nothing stands between us Nothing stands between There'll be another in the fire Standing next to me There'll be another in the waters Holding back the 
seasons And should I ever need reminding How good you've been to me I'll count the joy come every battle Cause I know that's where you'll be I'll count the joy come every battle Cause I know that's where you'll be I'll count the joy come every battle Cause I know that's where you'll be I'll count the joy come every battle Cause I know that's where you'll be I'll count the joy come every battle Cause I know that's where you'll be Every person here this morning is in a battle of some kind. And everybody's battle is different. But that's exactly where Jesus is this morning. He's in the middle of the battle you're fighting. No one else knows what's going on in your heart and mind this morning but you. The real struggles that you're facing. And God wants to meet you right where you're at. The first and most important thing is that you have a relationship with Jesus. So with every head bowed, every eye closed this morning, I'm the only person looking around. It's you, me, and Jesus in this moment. And the only reason I'm looking is because I want to be able to pray for you this next week and the weeks to come. But if you're here this morning and you need an authentic, real relationship with Jesus, would you just raise your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you. We're all going to pray together. Well, I want to pray for you right now because Jesus wants to touch your life. Lord, I'm a sinner. If you just would pray this with me this morning, maybe you're watching online. Do you feel the pull of the Holy Spirit? Pray this prayer with me to start a relationship with Jesus. Lord, I'm a sinner, which means I'm not perfect. There are things in my life that are, are, have gone upside down. I've, I've got the wind knocked out of me. I relate to where Mary was. I feel like I'm an emotional mess this morning. There's a separation between you and me, and, and I can't fix it, but Jesus, you said that you would. So this morning, I make a decision and a choice. I declare that I believe Jesus is the Son of God, that he came, that he died, and that he rose again. And I choose not to just hear those words, but to listen to them. So Lord, would you help me to begin to follow you, to build a relationship with you, and to become a follower of you. Lord, all I can do is follow. Would you lead me? In Jesus' name, amen. If you've made that choice this morning, it's the best decision you could ever make. And your journey is not over, it's just begun. And we would love to be able to give you some resources to help you with that. Now, I want to pray for everybody else here this morning. But before I do that, I'm going to ask Kathy if she would come. Because I believe she has a word for us. You got to come up because there's people listening online, Kathy. I don't want them to miss what God has for them.
Yep, that's fine right there. I have gone away for you so that you can receive me, my Holy Spirit. I have risen for you. It has been finished for us all. Amen. Come on. That's a confirmation of the word this morning to us. I love the Holy Spirit. And he's here this morning. He loves you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He loves you. Thank you, Jesus. I keep going back to that first point in that empty church and the echoes. I know, church. I know because he's shown me. This morning, there's so many hearts that feel that way, lost, confused, just trying to find your bearings. He is here for you. He's in the battle with you. I love that song so much that we sang this morning. He's in the fire with you. He's holding back the waters. You don't even know. You don't even know the things that he's doing behind the scenes. You're going to be amazed someday when we get to heaven and God shows up and says, you don't even know the battles that I was fighting for you that you never saw. He wants to fill this heart and mind of yours this morning. That it's not like that empty church that I was at earlier this week. He wants to put some stuff on the walls. He wants to fill the pews of your heart and your mind with truth and authentic, real relationships and the things that really matter. The devil is such a liar. He distracts and distorts and tries to get us all thinking about all these different things and overwhelm us. This morning, God just wants to speak to your heart. He wants to stop the echoes and he wants to fill your heart with something real and authentic. I want to pray for you as we close our service. Lord, this morning I pray for the echoes in people's minds and hearts today. Whether it's their own voice, the voice of the past, or the voice of the enemy, no longer. Lord, I pray that you would close off the ears of your people to the echoes of the past, to the lies. But Lord, help us, Lord, to not just hear your word, but to listen to it, to apply it. You are with us in the fire. You're with us in the battle. You're here in this season with us. What we will look back upon in the years to come and say it was the turning point for the greatest season this church has ever had. I know that that promise is true. Greater things are about to be poured out in this community in ways like we have never experienced. You have made your decision. Lord, we are going to get on board with you. God, have your way in our lives. We need to be whole. We need to be ready. Lord, I pray for those who have been in a season of mourning, who have missed the closure that they feel like they need, like Mary at the tomb this morning. Reach out in your power by the Holy Spirit 
and fulfill these hearts to overflowing with the joy that comes from knowing the Savior. Lord, you are worthy to be praised and you are on the loose in Ripon, Wisconsin this morning. Fill your people. Cut your Holy Spirit loose on your people to restore them that they might be ready for the harvest that is coming. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Church, if Jesus has met you this morning, if he's touched your heart in some way, would you just give God praise this morning? Adrian is going to lead us in one last worship song, and then Mike will close our service in prayer. I'll be honest with you. Uh, every Easter season, I always feel pressure. Like, you know, it's, like, I don't, it's, it's me. It's not you guys. It's not like people are like, this better be a good Easter service, Pastor. I put that pressure on myself. Last year, not being able to meet together, we just did Easter online. I felt like double duty. They're like, oh my goodness, the pressure. But I'll tell you, this morning I woke up, I didn't feel any pressure because I knew the king was here. And he's on the loose, church. Would you praise and worship one more time, Adrian? Come and lead us. All right. I'm excited to do this song because this is my favorite worship song. It's above all. And I think it's a, a really powerful song. Um, if you look at the contrast between the verses we're going to sing and the chorus, uh, above all is used in the verse as we're going to sing and worship God about how great and amazing he is and how he is higher than everything else. Uh, nothing compares to him, and we get to recognize that. But then there's a stark contrast in the chorus where we see that even though God was greater than everything, he made himself less, less than even people, even the worst of us and took on our sin on the cross. Um, and I think that realizing that, that he, it's not just that he was like a normal person who decided to die for us even. It was the fact that he was the greatest being of all time and is the greatest of all time. And he still took that fall and thought of every single one of us above all. Uh, so sing with me. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what to 
fight laid behind a stone. You live to die, rejected and alone, like a rose trampled on the ground. You took the fall and thought of me. treasures of the earth. There's no way to measure what you're worth. Crucified, laid behind a stone, you live to die, rejected and alone like a rose. And thought of me Crucified Crucified Laid behind a stone You live to die Rejected and alone Like a rose Trampled on the ground You took the fall And thought of me above all. Heavenly Father, we, we just thank you for this day, Lord God. And we resound the words of the psalmist who said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And it's so good to be here in God's house again. Although God's presence has been with us wherever we went, as Pastor said. And we'd just like to remind you as, as you go today, if you'd like to leave your offering, your gifts, your tithe, there's a, there's a box out in the foyer. For God loves a cheerful giver. God gave the best he had cheerfully. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. As your people go, Lord God, together as the body of Christ.
May we just reflect, too, upon what it says in the book of Romans. If the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, then He shall quicken your mortal bodies. Lord, may Your Spirit be alive in us as Your body this morning as we go. In Jesus' name, shining His light in the world around us. Amen. And God's people said...